Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, it's Amy McDonald's here. Welcome to this edition of the Arsenal Audio Program. Arsenal versus Newcastle United, Saturday, January the 9th, 2021. Kickoff 5:30 p.m. The contents: the manager Mikel Arteta, the captain Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, voice of Arsenal. Match action: Arsenal versus Chelsea. Arsenal Academy, forward Arsenal. Match action: Brighton versus Arsenal. Arsenal Women. My story. Visitors, Newcastle United. My Arsenal and teams. Manager's Notes. Mikel Arteta. Our last few results have given us a platform and now we need to build from here. The energy around the club is much more positive than it was a few weeks ago and we will be doing everything to keep this convincing momentum going. That comes from picking up wins, but as I said before, I wasn't concerned with the performances. We lost games where we felt we were really unlucky and for most of them it was our own fault. We made some errors and we lacked some discipline in certain moments and that cost us. But obviously you need to win football matches. And now this brings a different momentum and it also gives the confidence to players to get the handbrake off and have more freedom when they play. We saw that last week against West Brom. It's always tough to win away from home, especially by four goals. But the way we did it at the Hawthorns was really convincing, even more so in that difficult weather. We knew we had an important week starting with the Chelsea game, so to win all three of those games was very pleasing. I really liked the way the team played as well against West Brom. We showed real purpose in our attacking play. We were really committed defensively. We looked really solid. We scored four goals and we kept a clean sheet. It was terrific. With a clean sheet at Brighton as well, that gives us the platform to go and win the games. We have to find the right balance between our attacking and defensive play and I think in the last few games we're really close to finding that balance. 
We had some movement. That is exactly what I want and exactly what we try to teach the players to do. But in other moments we became a little sloppy when we thought that the game was won. That's something we have to improve. But overall, it's close to what we want. Lacquer has been great lately. He needed that confidence with the goals, but his work rate is always there. He always fights for the team, but he needed that luck for the ball to land to him in the right place. I think he's in a great moment. We have to take advantage of that and give him minutes because it seems like he's enjoying it. I really enjoyed Kieran Tierney's goal at West Brom too. The finish and the whole move was great because he wanted to play forward. He was determined to move the ball forward and dribble past his man. It was a terrific shot and you saw his reaction. I'm so happy for him. I think he's been really, really good lately. I think he's been outstanding in some games and I'm really pleased for him to score that goal. From the moment I came in and Kieran was going through his shoulder injury, I saw a player with enormous talent and with the perfect attitude and commitment. He is a joy to work with and I'm so happy for him with his goal. Every day he puts in everything he's got to be better for the team and for the club. He had some issues to adapt and it was a challenge for him to leave his house, but we are all trying to help him because the kid really deserves it. Also, he must have something special in his blood to warm up in the snow in just his t-shirt and shorts. It's not like he's acting, believe me, he's very comfortable like that. So it was great to see goals coming from different sources because, as I keep saying, we can't keep putting all the weight on Orba's shoulders to score the goals. We need contributions. The midfielders need to score more and give more assists, and we need goals from our wingers as well. Lacquer is in great form and has scored five goals in his last four games, which is what we need from our strikers. Orba has had some chances in the last few games, and I am so pleased because we looked lively and there was plenty of movement in the final third. There is good energy and a real purpose with everybody playing forwards. It's like we are free to play there and the understanding is allowing us to generate a lot of things in the final third. But the challenge now is to maintain and develop it. It's just a start, we have shown what we can do, so let's keep it up. We have a great challenge again in front of us today because we are back in a competition that we all love at this club, the FA Cup. When you are winning, you have to maintain it because that brings more confidence and more joy. Then, you can evolve the things that we want to do. So, let's do that today in the FA Cup. We are the holders, we want to defend it and you can only do that if you start the competition with the right spirit and attitude from the very beginning. You don't get a second chance here. Thanks for your continued support. Captain's Notes, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. We are all feeling much better now than we did before our last game here at the Emirates. I always said that things can change quickly in football, and getting three wins in a row in the space of a week has given everyone a really big lift. We have trained really well over the last few days, and I can see the confidence is back, and we're enjoying it again. We just want to carry on now. The good thing about those wins we had was that everybody was playing their part and making things happen. Our defence really looked solid lately. And what a save that was from Bernard at the end of the Chelsea game. We could have been under pressure from those last few minutes. That was such a big moment for us. And he deserves it in a way that he's been playing. And going forward, we're really looking dangerous again. Just like our defending. 
relies on the whole team working hard. A lot of our attacking plays starts from the back as well. The full-backs are getting forward more and Kieran's goal last week was fantastic. I was right behind him when he hit it with his right foot and it flew into the top corner. What a goal. He enjoyed the celebration too. Our second goal was just what we wanted, just what we do well. Again, I was behind Saka when he scored. And the way that we play and we keep going, I could see that the goal as soon as Emil got past his defender. That's what we work on in training and it's great to do it in games. Then in the second half, Laka scored two more. He's on fire at the moment and it just shows that there is a big difference when you get that confidence back. As for me, I was trying everything I could to get a goal. I know it will come. I'm working hard in training and it's great to have my teammates behind me. But as I always say, as long as the team is winning, then that's the most important thing. And that's exactly what the FA Cup is about. I'm really looking forward to being back in this competition again because we've got amazing memories of last season. Looking back to the final of Wembley, it was one of those afternoons where it worked all well for us. Everybody on the team gave their best and that's why we deserve the win and to lift the cup. It was the longest, strangest season that we've had. And the journey was long, long for us to get to the final. But it was extra special to be able to lift the trophy at the end of a hard year. We really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it personally as well, that's for sure. It was great to be able to help build the team on the day to win that trophy. I was pleased with the winning goal as well. I had the thought to do because Zuma knows me well. He knows my strengths and he knows I'm right-footed. And that's why I thought I'll take it on my left instead. And it worked out well. But what I remember from the game as well is the attitude and the spirit that we showed. Remember, we were behind early in the game. And after a difficult season, we have had it could be tough for us. But as you saw, everybody reacted with exactly the right attitude and that's why we got the job done in the end. We were calm, we were determined and we turned things around. I don't think anybody can argue that we deserve to win that. It was my first trophy with Arsenal so it was a special day for me and a special day for the club. I'm only sorry that I dropped the cup. There was a bit of a mix-up there to tell you the truth. All I heard was take the base, but what I had actually said was don't take the base. It was difficult to hear because the guy from the FA had a mask on and he was quite far behind me. It means that hopefully I can lift the trophy again this season and this time I will do it right. We will always go into this competition looking for a win, but it's a very long journey. The important thing is it's still to be with a chance of a full time today. Everybody in the football club knows about the FA Cup so it's a big honour that this club has won it more times than anyone else. We are all proud of that and we are all proud of our history of the FA Cup. The players are aware of it and we want to protect it. Arsenal in the FA Cup is a love story and we all want it to continue. Thanks for your support from all the players here and have a happy new year. Voice of Arsenal. William Saliba joins Nice on loan. Young central defender William Saliba has joined French League One side Nice on loan for the remainder of the season. The move is designed to give the 19-year-old France youth international defender the chance for more competitive playing time. Technical director Edu said, William Saliba is a player with a huge amount of talent and potential. 
We are confident he will have a great career with us, but we must remember that he is still only 19 years old and has a lot of time ahead of him. William experienced a very challenging time last year, with his playing time limited by injury and the early ending of the League One season due to the pandemic. So, together with William, we have decided that spending the rest of the season on loan with Nice is the best way for him to develop. We will be keeping in close contact with William during his time with Nice and look forward to seeing him make good progress until the end of the season. William joined us in a permanent deal from Saint-Étienne in July 2019 and spent the 2019-20 season on loan at the League One side. Everyone at Arsenal wishes William all the best with Nice. Rules and regs Supporters will be interested in the confirmation of the following for this season's FA Cup. There are no replays in the FA Cup this year. If a match ends in a draw after 90 minutes, two 15-minute periods of extra time will be played. If the two teams are still level after extra time, penalty kicks will ensue, using the traditional ABAB schedule. A maximum of nine substitutes can be named with five used during the match, including extra time. Each team is permitted a maximum of three opportunities to make substitutions during the match. If the match goes to extra time, an additional fourth opportunity to make a substitution, excluding 1. the break between full-time and extra time and 2. at half-time of extra time, can be made. Fixtures will feature video-assisted referees at the discretion of the Football Association. Today's tie will have VAR. The draw for both the fourth and fifth rounds of the FA Cup will be made on Monday night at approximately 7.10pm on BT Sport 1. The winners of today's tie will be ball number 12. Gwen Fryer It is with great sadness that we report the passing of Gwen Fryer after a long illness. The wife of Life President Ken Fryer, Gwen will be remembered with great fondness by all those who knew her at Arsenal Football Club and the many people who enjoyed her company on match days at Highbury and Emirates. Our thoughts in particular are with Mr. Fryer, their children, Neil and Susan, and their grandchildren. Ken often described Gwen as the best decision I ever made, and the pair were by each other's side for over 63 years, providing constant support for one another. We are all thinking of you, Mr. Fryer. Arsenal remembers. Tommy Doherty. Arsenal Football Club were saddened to hear of the recent death of Tommy Doherty, aged 92. Tommy, who played for the Gunners for three seasons, was our oldest living player. Signed by George Swindon from Preston North End in August 1958 for £21,000, then our record transfer fee, the Scotland international wing half played almost three seasons for us, making 90 appearances and scoring one goal on his debut before heading to Chelsea in February 1961 in a player-coach role. The Doc went on to become one of the most high-profile managers in the country. 
he progressed to become manager at Stamford Bridge before becoming boss at numerous clubs, notably Aston Villa, Porto, Manchester United, Derby County and Wolverhampton Wanderers, as well as taking charge of Scotland. His crowning moment as a manager came in the FA Cup when his Manchester United side beat league champions-elect Liverpool in the 1977 final. A charismatic and much-loved figure in the game, our thoughts are with his wife Mary and their family and friends. Seat Kalajinak joins Schalke on loan. Seat Kalajinac has joined Bundesliga side Schalke on loan for the remainder of the season. The Bosnia and Herzegovina international will be returning to the club he joined as a youth player and spent five years in their first team before signing for us in June 2017. Seard has made 113 appearances for us and his fine performances on our way to the 2019 Europa League final were recognised when he was named in the 2018-19 UEFA Europa League squad of the season. Seard was also part of our FA Cup winning squad against Chelsea last August. Technical director Edu said, Seard needs to be playing regularly, so we have decided together that a move back to Germany with Schalke will benefit him at this moment. We will be keeping in close contact with Seard and wish him huge success for the remainder of the season with Schalke. Good luck for the rest of the season, Seard. Program ITK. This is our first home game of 2021. We have only once lost our first game of the calendar year at the Emirates versus Manchester City in 2013. Arsenal have only been eliminated at the third round stage of the FA Cup in one of the last 24 campaigns, with that coming against Nottingham Forest the last time they entered the competition as holders, 2017-18. Newcastle have been eliminated from 10 of their last 11 FA Cup ties against fellow Premier League opposition, with the exception being a 2-1 win against Blackburn in January 2012. Happy birthday! Happy 50th birthday, Mark Rayner! Love Kath, Chloe and Hannah. Totaliser, £170. Arsenal remembers. Jane London a lifelong Arsenal supporter. Jane, a wheelchair user, would attend her matches with her friends Glenn or Linda. Jane will be lovingly remembered for her kindness, humour and enthusiasm. Edward Cena Yo Day, aged 50, a very kind soul and lifelong gooner, taken off duty in 2020 from this mortal coil in Accra, Ghana. Gone but never forgotten. Rest in peace. Love from family and friends. Ref Watch. Today's referee is Chris Kavanagh from Lancashire. This is Chris's third Arsenal appointment of the season. He was the man in the middle for our 3-0 opening day win at Fulham and the 1-0 defeat at Man City in October. Last season, Chris officiated five Gunners games in the Premier League. He was in charge for both matches against Leicester City, 2-0 defeat and 1-1 draw at Emirates, the 0-0 draw against Burnley at Turf Moor, the 1-0 defeat at Aston Villa and, the highlight, 
are 2-0 win over Manchester United at Emirates on New Year's Day. Premier League Match Day 15, 5.30pm, Saturday, December the 26th, Emirates Stadium. Arsenal 3, Chelsea 1. First half. Emile Smith-Rowe was in for his first Premier League start of the season and instantly caught the eye with the way he took up space between the lines, while Gabriel Martinelli was his usual ball of industry and energy. We made a strong start and, with mere seconds on the clock, Martinelli scuffed a volley just wide, but Chelsea soon grew into the game and came close themselves when Mason Mount clipped the post with a free kick. But we kept coming forward and were soon awarded a penalty when Kieran Tierney was clipped by Rhys James in the area and Alex Lacazette made no mistake from the spot. Even better was to come when, minutes before half-time, Granit Xhaka arrowed a stunning free kick into the top corner. Second half. After soaking up some early pressure in the second half, we extended our lead as Bukio Saka curled the ball over Eduard Mendy and into the far corner. It was no more than we deserved, and Martinelli twice came close to adding a fourth. Lacazette had a big chance as Mendy cleared straight to him, but the visitors' goalkeeper spared his own blushes with a diving save. There was still time for Mohamed Elneny to hit the bar and Rob Holding to see his follow-up shot cleared off the line before Tammy Abraham scored a late consolation. Bernd Leno then saved a penalty from Jorginho in injury time, but despite the tense finale, we held on for a big, big three points. Developing strong young gunners. In this issue, young gun Ben Cottrell. Remember, keeper Dan Barden. News, FA Youth Cup draw. Stats, results and fixtures. Young Gun, Ben Cottrell, talking to Aidan Small. Born, Watford, October 31st, 2001. Signed for Arsenal, at under nines. Height and weight, 5 foot 8 inches and 65 kilograms. Position, central midfield. School, Hayden School, Pinner. 2020 was a pretty crazy year for me. This time last year, I was fighting for my place in the under-23s, and I remember saying in an interview that I loved to start training with the first team. Yet here I am now, writing this not long after making my debut for this incredible football club. I still can't quite believe it. The year started off so brightly for me. I was regularly playing 90 minutes for the under-23s, and I really felt like I was coming into form. And then we were hit by Covid and lockdown. And this is obviously something that's affected everyone in all kinds of different ways. After months away from football with lockdown, I was very fortunate to have the opportunity to resume training and join the first team for pre-season. I was involved in a friendly against MK Dons, and that was an incredible experience. I was so proud to be given that chance because it showed that they've been keeping tabs on my hard work. It motivated me to work even harder and they kept telling me that the opportunities are there. But I didn't expect it to come as soon as it did, I've got to be honest. My whole first team involvement started with the trip to Norway in the Europa League. 
I was told to bring in my passport just in case, but I had no idea if I was going or not until they handed me a first-team tracksuit. It was a really valuable experience to just join them on the plane, train and watch on from the sidelines, so when we went to Dundalk, I was expecting more of the same. I hadn't been told anything about making my debut, so when I was warming up along the side with Bukeo and Mikel called my name, I couldn't believe it. It was such a surreal feeling, and to be honest, I'm really happy that it all happened so quickly. I didn't have any time to sit around and think about it, so I just stripped off my warm-up kit as quickly as possible and got myself out there. I didn't want to keep the boss waiting. I won't forget the way the squad encouraged and supported me before I came on too. I had a few worries deep inside, but they gave me so much positive energy. Stepping onto the pitch, wow! It's just impossible to describe. I've dreamed of that moment ever since I was a kid, and suddenly it was there. It was a privilege to be on that trip with my mates too. I've known Bukeo since I was seven years old, and after the game he was genuinely so buzzing for me. I could see the excitement in his face. Miguel made his debut too. He's the year below me, but I've known him for a very long time, and he's a really talented footballer. He went to my secondary school, and grew up in the same areas as me too, so I'll always be supporting him. It was nice to have a familiar face alongside me. But obviously, because I had no idea that I'd be making my debut, my family had no idea either, so I was buzzing to speak to them. When I finally got back on the coach, I called my mum instantly, and it was so nice to have a quick moment with her. She was so proud of me. My phone was just full of messages for the next 24 hours, and it was amazing to just feel that love from so many important people in my life. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. So what's next? The same as before. I've just got to keep working hard and keep improving every single day. Being around the likes of Bukeo and Emil. Of course, they're some of the most talented players to come out of the academy. But they're also incredible professionals and some of the hardest working players I've ever met. That tells me everything I need to know. Rate yourself out of 100. Speed, 75. Shooting, 70. Dribbling, 80. Strength, 75. Passing, 80. Defending, 70. Ben Cottrell, Lowdown. Earliest memory of football, signing at under nines. Got me into playing football, my dad and my brother. First footballer looked up to, Jack Wilshire. Favourite training drill, small-sided games. Best friend in football, Sam Greenwood. Team supported as a child, Watford. Best goal of all time, Messi versus Atletico Madrid. Best moment of my career so far, making my debut. One stadium I'd like to score in, Emirates Stadium. One type of goal I'd like to score, combination play around the box and a finish. Score a one-on-one -on -one to save my life, Tyrese John Jules. If I could change position, I'd be a striker. Another sport I'm good at, table tennis. Best training ground tip I've had. Check your shoulders at all times. Favourite football shirt owned. England shirt from the South Africa World Cup. Ambitions this season away from the pitch. Improve as a person. Biggest lesson learnt off the pitch at Arsenal. Respect for everyone.
Favourite follow on Instagram, Conor McGregor. Favourite musician, Abugi Wit Dahoudi. Favourite trainers, Air Force Ones. What I need on an away day, coffee and headphones. Best footballing attribute, passing. The first team player I most look up to, Emile Smith-Rowe. Academy alumni, catching up with former Arsenal Academy players as they continue their pro careers away from the Emirates. Dan Barden. Followers of the Arsenal Academy would have seen a familiar face appearing for the second half of Norwich City's championship game against QPR on December 29th. Dan Barden made his first league appearance for the Canaries as a second-half substitute and is making good progress at Carrow Road. Having made his debut for Daniel Fark's team in a 3-1 defeat against Luton in the Carabao Cup in September, he then enjoyed a happier experience of a 5-0 win in the Football League trophy against Newport County. Dan's career was forged at Hale End, having joined the Gunners as an under-9. An Arsenal supporter from Finchley, Dan progressed through the ranks to become a scholar in 2017, making seven appearances for the under-18s, keeping two clean sheets. He headed east to Norwich at the start of the 2018-19 season and became a regular with their under-18s team. The six-foot-six-inch keeper was then sent to Bury Town in the Isthmian North Division for 2019-20, where he played more than 30 games and was rewarded with a new two-year contract at Norwich in the summer. This term looks like a breakthrough campaign for the Wales Under-19 International, who has also played a couple of Premier League two games for Norwich. We hope to see Dan, who turned 20 on January the 2nd, in Championship action again this season. Academy News FA Youth Cup details confirmed Our under-18s are set to face Blackburn Rovers in the fourth round of the FA Youth Cup. This will be our second outing in the competition after defeating Rotherham United 2-1 in the third round, courtesy of goals from Charlie Patino and Mazid Ongungbu. This fixture offers Ken Gillard's side a chance for revenge, as they were knocked out by Blackburn Rovers in the quarter-final last season. The details of the game are as follows. Blackburn Rovers under-18s versus Arsenal under-18s. Wednesday, January 27, 2021. Kick-off, 7pm. To be played at the Lancashire FA. For Logan nominated for PL2POTM. Falarin Belogan has been nominated for December's Premier League 2 Player of the Month award. PL2 club coaches nominate the best performance by an opposition player in each of their league matches in the month. And our striker's impressive performance against Leicester City has certainly been recognised. Belogan single-handedly created our opener against the Foxes, spinning his marker and firing at goal, allowing Callum Chambers to finish the rebound before going on to score the winner, finding the bottom corner from Ryan Alibiosu's cutback. The other players nominated for the award are Faustino Anjurin, Chelsea, Lewis Bate, Chelsea, Harry Chapman, Blackburn Rovers, Brad Lyons, Blackburn Rovers, Nathan Teller, Southampton, and Harvey White, Tottenham Hotspur. Clark finishes 2020 in style. Harry Clark goes into 2021 full of confidence 
after being named in the League Two Team of the Week for the second time in succession. The 19-year-old defender joined Oldham Athletic on loan in October and has since made 15 appearances, scoring once. He is fast becoming a fan favourite for the League Two outfit. Keep up the hard work, Harry. Forward Arsenal, number 13, Alex Renarsson. Arsenal Football Club prides itself on always looking forward, so we're asking our players to gaze into the future to see what's on the horizon. How far forward do you plan your week? I always plan ahead with things like training and anything to do with football, but to be honest, I'm the type of guy who just takes things as they come, one day at a time. I try not to focus too much on the future. What does training look like this week? We always have a very specific work with our goalkeeper coach, and that's been personalised to the team that we're playing at the weekend. If we know that they have strong shots from outside the box, then we'll work on that. If they're dangerous from set pieces, we'll analyse why, and we'll see if we can stop them. And then we'll go into tactical stuff with some some small-sided games to keep our fitness up and work on that winning mentality. What type of training do you look forward to the most? I always look forward to goalkeeper-specific training sessions. That's where I'm going to improve the most because it's designed for our position and it gets you ready for those big moments in the game. What do you do the night before a big game? For me, the best preparation is to have a good meal and a good sleep. That sets me up for a game. I always make sure the food is something that I love too because I need to eat a lot to store the energy for the game. Before most games, I like to sleep until about 10 or 11am. 10 hours sleep is best for me. As the game prep, we sit down with our goalkeeper coach and we go through some clips of how we've been playing lately and how the opposition are likely to play. Basically, any information that will help me work out their approach to the game and the type of shots that I can expect. But generally speaking, the day before, I try not to think about football too much. It's important to relax because that keeps me fresh on the match day. And what are your plans for tonight? I'm having a chilled night in, shrimp pasta with olive oil and lemon. Then I'll watch a movie. What are your plans to the end of the season? Nothing yet. With coronavirus, it's so hard because everybody is thinking so short-term at the moment. Must have no idea what next week looks like, to be honest. Alone the end of the season. It's important to take each day as it comes at the moment. It's impossible to make those plans. If you had to work on one of the following, which would you choose? Coaching, management, media or non-football? If I had an answer to this today... I think I'd like to try something outside of football. I wouldn't say there's a particular job that interests me, but I've been playing football since I was five years old. I want to play until I'm 40. So I think it's healthy to experience other environments too. Being a professional athlete, you've got some experience and life lessons that maybe other people don't get. So I think it's something that I'll try and take on to another job. I'd like to bring that sports mentality into another industry. But who knows? My father stopped playing at six months later. He became a sporting director for his youth club. So it could be easily. I could do that. I bet it's hard to say goodbye when the time comes, though. When do you still want to achieve in your playing career? Well, whenever I speak to sports physiotherapists, they ask me what my dream would be. And I've always said that it's to win the Premier League. As an Icelandic kid, you grow up watching the Premier League. And now I'm here at Arsenal. The answer is the same. I want to win the Premier League with Arsenal. What are you looking forward to doing once you retire? Go skiing. 
When I stop playing, the first thing I do is go away with my family to somewhere beautiful and go skiing. I'm not good, but I'm okay. What country would you like to live in when you stop playing? Me and my family spent a lot of time in South Africa, and that's definitely a place where I could see myself living in the future. I went to Russia with the Icelandic national team too, and it really intrigued me. I'd like to go there to see more of Moscow. It's such a big country, and I was there for three weeks, and I didn't get to see anything. Who is the next big thing in Iceland? At the moment, we've got a young player in Sweden called Isaac Bergman Johansson. His father played for Stoke and Burnley, I think. This kid is 17. He's just finished his first full season in Sweden's top division, playing almost every game. He's a very promising player. Do you plan your meals over the week? Do you ever have a treat night? I do plan three days ahead with my food. I try to stick to that, but obviously things change sometimes, depending on the game schedule. I treat myself maybe once a week. My go-out meal on a cheat day is a pizza. Do you have a project that you're working on at the moment away from football? I was studying business law before I joined Arsenal, but I've obviously had to put that on hold. With moving countries, settling into England and being in a new environment, I thought it would be smart to take a step back, but I'd definitely pick it up when I'm a little more settled. I'd like to spend my spare time doing something useful. Finally, you are told there's a spare seat on the next trip to the International Space Station. Do you go? If there are two seats, who would you want to go with you? Yeah, I'd love to go, and I bring my cousin with me. He's one of the coolest mates. We were born a few weeks apart, and he's really into all those space movies. The one person I wouldn't bring, my girlfriend, so she can take good care of our daughter. Premier League Match Day 16, 6pm, Tuesday, December 29th, Amex Stadium. Brighton and Hove Albion nil, Arsenal one. First half. We had lots of possession in a promising opening spell, during which Emil Smith-Rowe caught the eye again. But, aside from a couple of dangerous crosses from Kieran Tierney and Hector Bellerin, we had very little penetration in the final third. Brighton certainly had the better first-half chances. Alireza Jahanbach fired over the bar and was later denied another strike on goal when Smith-Rowe slid in to dispossess him. Then Leno got down well to save a third opportunity for Jahanbach. Second half. After just one shot in the first 45 minutes, we reined in five shots in the first nine minutes of the second half. Bukio Saka crossed low for Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, whose shot hit goalkeeper Robert Sanchez and flew over the bar. Seconds later, Smith-Rowe's quick feet set up a chance for Gabriel Martinelli, but he curled just over. Then, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang shot wide at the end of a speedy counter-attack. Our more purposeful performance culminated in Alexandre Lacazette scoring just 21 seconds after coming on as a substitute. He immediately latched onto a pass from Bukayo Saka following a driving run from the England international. Lacazette took a touch to steady himself and buried a shot into the bottom corner. Saka was forced off with an injury not long after setting up the goal, but we were professional and pragmatic and saw the game out. Arsenal Women. Price's Top 5. Arsenal Club photographer David Price selected his 10 favourite Arsenal Women picks of 2020 for Arsenal.com recently. Here's the top five. 
He even wrote the captions. 1. February 19th. What can I say? Always be on your toes when DVD is around. 2. May 14th. At the start of lockdown, the players chose to pair up and stay with each other so they didn't have to train and live alone. Caitlin Food, who had only been in the UK a short while, partnered up with Leah Walty. I popped over to photograph one of their training sessions. Socially distanced, of course. 3. August 21st. A top shooter and a top snapper. Vivienne Medema takes a selfie of Lisa Evans, Kate McCabe, Leah Williamson and Jill Fruard during their visit to Estadio Aniota in the Champions League. Very 2020 with the face masks. 4. August 22nd. Beth Mead levels the score against PSG in the Champions League. Tough on the team to go into a match this big right off the back of lockdown, with just a few friendly matches as preparation. 5. September 3rd. KT had his Tesco bag, but Leah clearly prefers to shop at another supermarket. 2020-2021 fixtures. September the 6th, Reading, 6-1. September the 12th, West Ham United, 9-1. September 26th, Tottenham, FA Cup quarter-final, 4-0. October 1st, Man City, FA Cup semi-final, 1-2. October 4th, Bristol City, 3-1. October 7th, Chelsea, CC, 1-4. October 11th, Brighton and Hove Albion, 5-0. October 18th, Tottenham Hotspur, 6-1. November 4th, London City Lionesses, CC, 4-0. November 8th, Manchester United, 0-1. November 15th, Chelsea, 1-1. November 18th, Tottenham Hotspur, CC, 2-2. Arsenal won on penalties. December 6th, Birmingham City, 3-0. December 13th, Manchester City, 1-2. December 20th, Everton, 4-0. January 9th, Aston Villa, away. January 17th, Reading, away. January 24th, West Ham United, home. February 7th, Manchester City, home. February 10th, Chelsea, away. March 7th, Birmingham City, away. March 18th, Manchester United, home. March 28th, Tottenham Hotspur, away. April 4th, Bristol City, away. April 25th, Brighton and Hove Albion, home. May 2nd, Everton, away. May 9th, Aston Villa, home. Women's Super League, at January 6th. Manchester United, Played 10, won 8, drawn 2, lost 0, 4-27, against 9, goal difference 18, points 26. Arsenal, played 10, won 7, drawn 1, lost 2, 4-38, against 8, goal difference 30, points 22. Chelsea, played 8, won 6, drawn 2, lost 0, 4-23, against 5, Goal difference 18, points 20. Manchester City played 9, won 5, drawn 3, lost 1, 4-23, against 9, goal difference 14, points 18. Everton played 9, won 4, drawn 2, lost 2, 4-17, against 15, goal difference 2, 
points 14. Reading played 10, won 3, drawn 4, lost 3, 4, 13, against 15, goal difference minus 2, points 13. Birmingham City played 8, won 3, drawn 0, lost 5, 4, 9, against 13, goal difference minus 4, points 9. Tottenham Hotspur played 9, won 2, drawn 3, lost 4, 4, 12, against 18, goal difference minus 6, points 9. Brighton and Hove Albion played 10, won 2, drawn 2, lost 6, 4, 7, against 19, goal difference minus 12, points 8. West Ham United played 9, won 2, drawn 1, lost 6, 4.13 against 23, goal difference minus 10.7. Aston Villa played 8, won 2, drawn 0, lost 6, 4.8 against 17, goal difference minus 9.6. Bristol City played 10, won 0, drawn 2, lost 8, 4.6 against 45, Goal difference minus 39.2. The Arsenal Foundation. My story. The work at the Arsenal Foundation and the partners and initiatives it supports have touched the lives of a great number of people in a variety of ways. The Arsenal Foundation's emergency COVID fund has helped the soup kitchen at the American International Church, a London-based charity that provides food and more to the homeless and vulnerable. Charity director Alex Brown, 45, tells us how the money helped during unprecedented times. Like many people in life, and indeed many rough sleepers, I never expected to end up where I ended up. I gave up a fairly successful business, and moved to London seven years ago from America to be closer to my beautiful daughter. I lived here as a child. My mother is from Newbury, and hold dual citizenship. I suddenly had a ton of extra time, and found the soup kitchen online as I wanted to donate and make a difference. They needed some help, so I joined the team. It was a life-changing decision, and a fantastic one. I quite literally love some of our homeless guests. COVID-19 has changed everything. I'm the director, so my day-to-day duties tend to revolve around fundraising and administrative duties. When COVID caused the initial lockdown, it was all hands on deck. In addition to normal administrative duties, I do whatever my staff need me to do. That includes working in the kitchen, serving food, or collecting donations. We serve 140 people each morning on average. In 2017, we served 65 people each day. Our numbers continue to increase, and they won't subside any time soon, unfortunately. For many months over lockdown, if you were homeless and wanted a meal in central London, you had to go to one of only two places during the day. We were one of those places, and our numbers skyrocketed. Unfortunately, demand will stay high, 
and I don't see any scenario in which it decreases any time soon. The winter months will be especially rough, because many charities that normally operate overnight shelters have closed because of COVID. The Arsenal Foundation supported us early on, when there was so much anxiety about whether we could remain open. As panic buying started, we struggled to find enough food, and the support we received from the Foundation quite literally fed hundreds of vulnerable people. I continue to be inspired by the people who come to us for help. In July 2019, we launched Europe's first ever mental health drop-in clinic within a soup kitchen to try to address the large percentage of rust sleepers who struggle with mental illness. It was covered by all of the major news outlets, and we're incredibly proud of it. I'm seeking funding now to expand our services and operate our clinic every day. I think all of us have a responsibility to take care of the communities in which we work and live, but footballers have such a unique opportunity because the platforms they have can help charities like us spread awareness about who we are and the people that need help. For more info, visit soupkitchenlondon.org or at Soup Kitchen London on Instagram. The Visitors, Newcastle United by Mike Hammond. Formed 1892, nickname The Magpies, Stadium St James's Park, capacity 52,300. Honours, First Division, Premier League winners, 1904, 1906, 1908, 1926. Second Division Championship winners, 64, 92, 2009, 2016. FA Cup winners, 1910, 1924, 1932, 1952, 1955. Charity Shield, 1909. Inner Cities Fair Cup winner, 1969. UEFA Intertoto Cup outright winner 2006. Owner Mike Ashley. Chairman Lee Charnley. Social followers Twitter 1.6 million. Instagram 631,000. Facebook 2.3 million. Time winners of the FA Cup, Newcastle United enjoyed their best run in the competition for 14 years last season. See Bruce's side knocking out Rochdale 1-1 away and 4-1 home replay. Oxford United 0-0 home, 3-2 after extra time away replay. And West Bromwich Albion 3-2 away before going down 2-1 at home to Manchester City on a delayed quarter-final. Their visit to Arsenal this evening is on a run of four away games undefeated in this competition, although none of these have been against fellow Premier League opponents. Whilst the Magpies have a proud history in this competition, it's 66 years since they laughed Helder lost the famous trophy after a 3-1 victory in the 1955 final against Manchester City, in which legendary striker Jackie Milburn opened the scoring in the last minute. Their previous wins had come in 1910, 24, 32, 51 and 52, with the victories in 32 and 52 both coming against Arsenal, 2-1 and 1-0 retrospectively. In addition to those six FA Cup triumphs, Newcastle have, like Arsenal, been runners-up on seven occasions. 
including on each of their last three final appearances. In 74, losing 3-0 to Arsenal, then back-to-back in 98 and 99 when they were defeated 2-0 by double winners Arsenal and Manchester United respectively. Mark Overmars and Nicola Anelka scored the Gunners' goals in the 98 final victory at Wembley against Newcastle team featuring such famous names as Alan Shearer, Stuart Pearce, Shea Given and Gary Speed. The FA Cup in the 21st century has not been kind to Newcastle, although they've reached a semi-final in 2000 and 2005. Last season was remarkably the first time since 2006 that they were still involved in the competition after January. For 13 consecutive campaigns, they were eliminated in either the third or the fourth round, with Arsenal knocking out the Magpies side, led by returning boss Kevin Keegan in a round four in 2008, with a 3-0 win at the Emirates Stadium. That was the last time the clubs met in an FA Cup tie. The teams have also crossed swords since then in the League Cup. Arsenal triumphing 4-0 at St James's Park in October 2010 to eliminate Chris Hewton's newly promoted Magpies. This team, they had their dreams of glory and that competition crushed in the quarter-final when they lost 1-0 at Brentford. That was the club's first defeat in London this season. But three previous visits to the capital have all earned Bruce's men valuable Premier League points. 2-0 win at West Ham on the opening day of the season and a 1-1 draw at Tottenham two weeks later. And in late November, another 2-0 success at Crystal Palace. Newcastle currently sit 15th in the Premier League table with 19 points from their 16 matches, having picked up just two in the last five. They return to the Emirates Stadium in the league on a week next Monday. Mutual admiration. Buccaneering centre-forward Malcolm McDonald was adored by the Gallo Gate, who christened him Supermac during five years at Newcastle. His pace, he clocked 10.9 seconds from 100 metres on Superstars. Power and superb shooting netted him 138 goals in 257 games. Keeping up the form, which persuaded Joe Harvey to buy him from Luton Town, where he'd plundered 58 goals in 101 games. New Arsenal manager Terry Neal needed a big-name signing to excite the Gunners' faithful when he cajoled England international Malcolm into heading back to his native London in the summer of 76. He was top scorer at Highbury in a successive season, winning the Golden Boot in 77, and he grabbed 57 goals in 108 games for the Gunners. Ultimately, a serious knee injury suffered in the League Cup tie against Rotherham early in 78-79 ended his career in at just 28. FA Cup record, AFC wins 4, draws 2, Newcastle wins 4, Arsenal win percentage 40. All-time record, Arsenal Football Club 79, draws 38, Newcastle United Football Club wins 67, Arsenal win percentage 43. Having lost our first three FA Cup ties with Newcastle, Arsenal have progressed 1-4 of the last five against the Magpies in the competition, most recently a 3-0 win at the Emirates in the fourth round in 2007 and 2008. Arsenal's last three away games against Newcastle in the FA Cup have ended 3-0 wins in a fifth round replay in 36, quarterfinals replay in 2002 and the fourth round tie in 2008. Scouting report by Michael Cox. Newcastle supporters have been unhappy with Steve Bruce for many reasons since his appointment at the start of last season. 
but at least he seems to take the FA Cup seriously. Newcastle's run to the quarter-final last year was the first time they'd reached that stage since 2006. While Bruce has history in the competition too, having taken Hull City to the 2014 final against Arsenal when his side went 2-0 up before eventually losing 3-2. It remains to be seen how many changes Bruce makes for today's fixture, but he isn't one of those managers who doesn't seem interested in competing for the cup. He's also a former FA Cup winning captain, like the man in the opposite dugout today. That said, Bruce is likely to follow the modern trend of switching his goalkeeper for the cup, albeit for a very good reason. Martin Dubrovra didn't miss a minute in the last two Premier League campaigns. It's back in contention, having missed the entire campaign so far through injury. Cole Darlow has performed well in his absence, and Dubrovka will be determined to remind Bruce of his ability. Further forward, Bruce has switched between the four and the five-man defence this season although he's tended to prefer the latter in recent weeks. His three centre-backs have generally been captain Ferdinand's left side, Kieran Clark and Fabian Schaar playing between them. Out wide, both DeAndre Yellin, a pure super seed down the right, and the convinced winner, which is Matt Ritchie, are both more comfortable at the back rather than in the back four. In the defensive quarter, Emil Krath and Jamil Lewis may get a nod instead, whilst Jacob Murphy can be fielded to the right to the defence or midfield. Bruce has various opinions in at the central midfield, and that's the two Longstaff brothers, Sean and Matty, who started together in last week's 2-1 defeat at Leicester. There's also tough tackling defensive midfielder Isaac Hayden, who spent eight years at Arsenal. The deep-lying distributor Jono Shelby has also as open-minded attacked Jeff Hendrick in that defeat at Leicester. Newcastle were caught out with two cutbacks played at the edge of the box in the midfield needs to be more alert and to prevent those types of concessions going forward. Newcastle are largely about speed. Alan Saint-Maxim is one of the Premier League's most direct dribblers. Miguel Amin can be super counter-attacking force in his day. And Joe Litton is always a willing runner. If not the most prolific, Bruce has added goals this season to the shape of Callum Wilson, who was bought to the fine partnership with winger Ryan Fraser up from Bournemouth, whilst Andy Carroll remains a very useful plan B. Newcastle underlining statistics aren't impressive though. They're close to the bottom of the Premier League in terms of fixtures like average possession, shots on target and passes in the third. But Bruce isn't too concerned about that and he will ask his side to play a patient counter-attacking game. My Arsenal Name, Nick Kelsall Age, 33 Living, Hitchin, Hearts Occupation, Property Management Type of Membership, Gold Why are you an Arsenal fan? The wonderful football we have played, the magnificent players like Vieira, Pires, Fabregas, the trophies, two doubles, an unbeaten season, the beautiful kits, the history, Wenger's rivalry with Ferguson, Thierry Henry, the greatest player on the planet at the time, Highbury, a beautiful Art Deco chapel of football. First Arsenal game. The opening game of the glorious 2003-2004 season at home to Everton. A 2-1 win with goals from Henri and Pires. Sol was harshly sent off, but we held on to win against the teenage Wayne Rooney. Favourite Arsenal game? 
5-3 at home to Middlesbrough in 2004 to preserve the unbeaten record. Terrifyingly, we were 3-1 down, but pulled it back from the brink to win in style. Favourite place to eat before a game. The Caribbean stall on Hornsey Road. You cannot beat jerk chicken. Pre-match hangout. The Gunners on Blackstock Road. It oozes character, with photos and old kits on the wall. How do you feel when you approach the ground? Excited, anxious and happy. Do you go straight home after the game? On a Saturday, I often go with my mates Ed and Elon to the Arsenal Tavern or the Twelve Pints. If we won, we used to go to the Tropics Caribbean restaurant opposite Finsbury Park, but only if we had won. Furthest you've travelled to watch an Arsenal game. Sofia, Bulgaria for Ludogrets away. Up at 4am for a three-hour flight, but it was all worth it to see Arsenal fight back from 2-0 down to win 3-2, capped by Mesut Ozil majestically dancing through the Bulgarian defence. Favourite away ground. Carrow Road, Norwich City. Lovely city, lovely yellow and green colours, lovely people. The most obscure piece of memorabilia you own. Alex Song's autograph on a scrunched up ticket receipt. Hanging around at the traffic lights for hours opposite Holloway Road Station, waiting for the players to come out. I was hoping for Fabregas or Van Persie, but I was happy to get Song's signature. Favourite Arsenal shirt. Yellow away shirt, 2014-15, stroke worn in the 4-0 trouncing of Aston Villa in the 2015 FA Cup final, which was a great day watching with my dad. All-time favourite player, Cesc Fabregas, roughly the same age as myself and joined just as I started to go regularly. His passing was remarkable, as were his goals from midfield. Most of all, I loved his leadership. He really drove the team on in 2009-10. stroke Arsenal cult hero, Pascal Saigan. Much maligned, but he played many games in a hugely successful era, often out of position. Best goal you've ever seen live. Jack Wilshere's finish on the end of a breathtaking move at home to Norwich City in 2013. This goal was peak Wenger ball. If you could be present at any Arsenal match in history. Winning the league at White Hart Lane in 2004. Crowning an unbeaten season with confirmation of the title at the home of your greatest rivals. Does it get any better than that? Teams For Arsenal, manager Mikel Arteta. Red shirts with white sleeves, white shorts and socks. 1. Bernd Leno, goalkeeper. 2. Hector Bellerin. 3. Kieran Tierney. 5. Socrates Papastathopoulos. 6. Gabriel. 7. Bukayo Saka. 8. Dani Ceballos. 9. Alexandre Lacazette. 10. Mesut Ozil. 12. William. 13. Alex Runason, goalkeeper. 14. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. 15. Ainsley Maitland-Niles. 16. Rob Holding. 17. Cedric Suarez. 18. Thomas Partey. 19. Nicolas Pepe. 20. Schroeder Mustafi. 21. Callum Chambers. 
22. Pablo Mori 23. David Lewis 24. Reese Nelson 25. Mohamed Elneny 28. Joe Willock 30. Eddie Nkitia 32. Emil Smith-Rowe 33. Matt Macy, goalkeeper 34. Granite Sharka 35. Gabriel Martinelli 38. Follerin Balogun 41. Ben Cottrell 66. Miguel Aziz 4. Newcastle United Manager Steve Bruce Black and white shirt, black shorts and socks 1. Martin Dubravka, goalkeeper 2. Kieran Clark 3. Paul Dummett 4. Matty Longstaff 5. Fabien Char 6. Jamal Lascelles 7. Andy Carroll 8. John Joe Shelby 9. Joel Linton 10. Alain Saint-Maximin 11. Matt Ritchie 12. Dwight Gale 13. Callum Wilson 14. Isaac Hayden 15. Jamal Lewis 16. Jeff Hendrick 17. Emil Kraft 18. Frederico Hernandez 19. Javier Manquillo 21. Ryan Fraser 22. DeAndre Yadlin 23. Jacob Murphy 24. Miguel Amiron 26. Carl Darlow, goalkeeper 29. Mark Gillespie, goalkeeper 30. Christian Atsu 36. Sean Longstaff 54. Dan Langley, goalkeeper Match officials, referee Chris Kavanagh Assistant referees Ian Husson, Sean Massielis Fourth official Gavin Ward VAR official Andre Mariner Additional VAR official Neil Davis Today's matches 3pm unless stated Nottingham Forest vs Cardiff City at 12pm Norwich City vs Coventry City at 12pm Luton Town vs Reading at 12pm Boreham Wood vs Millwall at 12pm Everton vs Rotherham United at 12pm Chorley vs Derby County at 12.15pm QPR vs Fulham Blackburn Rovers vs Doncaster Rovers Blackpool vs West Brom Wickham vs Preston Bristol Rovers vs Sheffield United Oldham vs Bournemouth Stoke vs Leicester City Burnley vs MK Dons Exeter vs Sheffield Wednesday Stevenage vs Swansea Huddersfield Town vs Plymouth Argyle at 6pm Brentford vs Middlesbrough at 6pm Southampton vs Shrewsbury at 8pm Manchester United vs Watford at 8pm The Arsenal Foundation Helping young people fulfil their potential through education and sport
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's time to step up your cyber protection. Get hashtag cyber fit with Acronis. Learn more. Acronis, official partner of Arsenal. Arsenal are home. New 2020 to 21 home kit. On sale in store and online. Take your seat. Sky Sports. Feel it all. Premier League. Official Premier League app. Manage your fantasy team and receive the latest Premier League updates. Free to download. Download on the App Store. Get it on Google Play. Available at Amazon. Amazon. 